Is the Bible intimidating for you to read? Do you need someone to help guide you through God's Word? Hello, friend. I'm Ron Jones of Something Good Radio. The Bible is the best-selling book of all time, but let's face it, it can also be a challenge to read because it contains more than 600,000 words, two testaments, and 66 different books. But how does it all fit together? How do we clearly understand God's continuous story from Genesis to Revelation? That's why I wrote my new book, The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible. Volume one based on the 39 books of the Old Testament is now available, and I'd like to send you a copy. Here's Brian with details. Ron's new book, The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible, Volume 1, Old Testament, is now available. For a gift of $30 or more, request your copy of the 384-page book today. When you order the print book, you'll also get instant access to the Route 66 Digital Library, a $275 value. The Digital Library contains 66 video sermons, 66 audio messages, 66 downloadable sermon notes, and 8 ebooks. To order your copy of The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible, Volume 1, Old Testament, go to somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Well, Pastor Ron, I'm sure many of our listeners are looking forward to reading this important book. I know I am. Talk about some of the challenges you faced as you put this project together and tell us why this two-volume book could be such a great resource for those listening right now. Brian, I knew the ultimate road trip through the Bible would be a pretty big challenge to write as a two-volume set, as challenging to write as the Bible is intimidating for some people to read. But it was truly a labor of love, as is reading God's Word from Genesis to Revelation. I'm hopeful that these resources will show the readers just how beautifully the whole of the Bible fits together into an inspired and unified love letter from God to every member of his creation. Thanks, Pastor Ron. Stop by somethinggoodradio.org to order Volume 1 of this great resource for your gift of $30 or more. Or call our offices at 757-276-1099. If you would like to mail your check, our address is P.O. Box 6245, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23456. Everybody loves a good mystery. And Dr. Ron Jones has one for you on this Monday edition of Something Good. Well, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, the Bible says that he now lives in you. Today, Ron takes us to the book of Colossians to help solve this great mystery as he continues his teaching series, Colossians, Jesus is Greater Than. Stay with us or visit somethinggoodradio.org to listen on demand on your schedule. That's somethinggoodradio.org. And while you're there, check out Something Good Television, Something Good Courses, Something Good Travel, and the new Something Good Digital Library. This is where you can search for biblical answers to your questions from nearly 30 years of Ron's Bible teaching ministry. With today's Something Good radio message, The Mystery of Christ in You. Here's Dr. Ron Jones. How many of you love a good mystery? I'm talking about those of you who love mystery novels and you love those kinds of television programs that are uh, dramas that are full of suspense and kind of whodunit kinds of things. And we all love mysteries at uh, some level. Uh, We love the mysteries that are uh, pure fiction and we love real life kinds of mysteries um, like, like these. 
where, where is Jimmy Hoffa? And, and wh what happened to Amelia Earhart? And, and what about Bigfoot? Is he real or not? And, and what's up with the Bermuda Triangle, right? I mean, these are all the kinds of mysteries that we, we smile about, but we're intrigued by them, especially when somebody comes up with a new, perhaps, understanding of, uh, or way to solve those mysteries. I saw a headline this week. It intrigued me. Uh, there are 750,000 people that have signed up on this Facebook page titled, Let's Storm Area 51, because they want to know if the aliens are there. 750,000 people who are ready to just storm the gates. We all love mysteries. We all love intrigue. And for that reason, we should love the Bible. Because the God of the Bible is a God of mysteries. He's a God of secrets. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 29 and verse 29 says, the secret things belong to the Lord, uh, but those that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever. The God of the Bible is a God of secrets. He is a God of mysteries. And he and he alone chooses if and when to reveal his secrets, if and when to reveal his mysteries. I wrote a book a couple years ago called Mysteries of the Afterlife. It's probably the greatest mystery, and for some an unsolved mystery, about what happens beyond the grave. And there's a lot of crazy stuff out there, quite honestly bad theology and just all, all kinds of stuff. And so I dove into the pages of Scripture and asked the question, what has God revealed to us about the afterlife? By the way, the phrase, uh, God works in mysterious ways, uh, do you remember the chapter and verse on that one? <laughs> you don't remember because it doesn't exist. Uh, it's kind of like, um, you know, uh, cleanliness is next to godliness, that verse too. It's not in the Bible, no, all right? But the idea of uh, God working in mysterious ways, although that, that exact phraseology is not in the Bible, you won't find the chapter and verse, the idea is there because he's a God of mysteries and secrets. And when he chooses to reveal a mystery, oh, that's, that's, that's a fun time. By the way, a mystery in the Bible is something that was hidden in the past but is no longer hidden. It's something that was once concealed, but is now revealed. And in the text of Scripture I just read from Colossians 1, verses 24, all the way through chapter 2 and verse 7, Paul gets at this a little bit uh, when he says in verse 26, the mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. A mystery is on Paul's mind as he's writing to the Colossians. And this particular mystery is known as the mystery of Christ in you. And the you that Paul is talking about here, let's keep in mind, he's writing to believers in Jesus Christ. Let me just pause and say something to those of you who, who, who may still be investigating this thing called Christianity. You, you wouldn't call yourself a, a believer in Jesus. You're still trying to figure this out. Well, what we're going to talk about today will still be a mystery to you, all right? We're going to talk about a, a, the mystery and how to solve that mystery, and even more importantly, how to live it out and, and apply that mystery. But, but maybe the journey you need to travel this morning is not into the depths of a mystery that God has revealed about Christ 
in you the hope of glory. Maybe the journey you need to travel is just to come to the cross of Christ as a sinner who needs a Savior. Maybe that's all the mystery you can handle this morning. That's, that's okay. But we're going to go beyond that. Because Paul talks about the mystery of Christ in you, the hope of glory. Did you see it in verse 27? To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. I love the way the Phillips paraphrase uh, renders this. The secret is simply this, Christ in you. Yes, Christ in you, bringing with him the hope of all glorious things to come. We're going to spend some time kind of circling around the Milky Way this morning, stretching our theological minds and thoughts, solving a theological mystery that was once concealed but is now revealed in the pages of the New Testament. By the way, the word mystery appears 39 times in the Bible and predominantly in the writings of the Apostle Paul as he writes to the Ephesians and here to the Colossians. It doesn't take him long to land upon this idea of a mystery. In part, if you understand the background of the book of Colossians, Paul is writing to correct the false theology that certain teachers have um, taught as they crept into the church at Colossae. The other place you'll find mysteries, not just in mystery novels and mystery dates and mystery dramas and intriguing dramas, is in um, mystery teachings. We often call them the cults, uh, the secret teachings. Beware of any teaching uh, that elevates people to a level of uh, spiritual eliteness. And only the elite can understand the secret things in the order here. That's what was happening at Colossae. Paul referred to their plausible arguments. He says, be careful of their plausible arguments. A plausible argument is an argument that sounds true, sounds reasonable, but is full of deception. And the cults, even something we would call today the New Age movement, is one of those plausible arguments. You know why it sounds so reasonable and so uh, acceptable? Is because New Age philosophy and New Age theology borrows the language of Orthodox Christianity, but they use a different dictionary. And they take the Orthodox truths of the faith and they twist them. They make them sound plausible, but they're twisting the definition. By the way, the high priestess of the New Age movement today is a lady named Oprah Winfrey. And she uses her media empire to parade across the platform uh, the top New Age gurus of the day. Many of them, like Oprah, who grew up in the church, but at some point rejected the orthodox truths of the faith, that faith with the, that was once delivered to the saints 2,000 years ago. They walked away from it. And they listened to those people who were taking the language of Christianity and redefining it into something else. Beware of those plausible arguments, Paul says. But let's explore this mystery of Christ in you and in me. Like any good mystery, a mystery needs to be solved. That's part of the fun, isn't it? Just solving the mystery, putting together the puzzle pieces. So let's um, take Colossians 1 and verse 27 where this mystery is mentioned. Uh, 
Also, I want you to look at Colossians 2, verses 2 to 3. Uh, Paul says, God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. He kind of tweaks the idea of the mystery here from Christ in you to just Christ. And he defines all of that for us. Up next, the second half of today's message with Dr. Ron Jones, lead pastor at Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. And if you're listening to Something Good Radio for the first time, we'd like to send you a free chapter of Ron's most popular book called Mysteries of the Afterlife. It's our way of saying thanks for being part of our radio listening family. Stop by our website, somethinggoodradio.org, and click the I'm New icon at the top of the homepage. That's somethinggoodradio.org. And while you're there, share your prayer requests with us by using the Explore feature that's right at the top of the homepage, where you'll find the How Can We Pray For You option. Our ministry team will be happy to join you in prayer, so contact us anytime. Ron calls it the down payment on your salvation. The good news is it was paid in full by Jesus Christ. What exactly is this down payment? Find out next in the rest of today's Something Good radio message, The Mystery of Christ in You. Once again, here's Dr. Ron Jones. Let me just take a little bit of time to um, solve the mystery here. What, What does Paul mean by the mystery of Christ in you, the hope of glory? And then later, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Four or five things I want you to write down. Number one, it has something to do with the permanent indwelling of the Holy Spirit. He says, here's a mystery, something that was concealed in the past, hidden by God in the past, but is now revealed by Him. Christ in you. Think about that. It's one thing to be with somebody. And when Jesus Christ came from heaven to earth and was with the disciples, there was a certain level of relationship there and certain level of intimacy and their conversation and all that. But there came a time on the night before he was crucified in the upper room where Jesus talked about the fact that he was leaving. And he was leaving in order to send the Holy Spirit who would come and be in you. You see, the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament was not in people, did not indwell people permanently. He came and he went. He, he fell upon certain individuals in the Old Testament for certain uh, tasks and responsibilities, but then departed. Nobody in the Old Testament received the permanent indwelling of the Holy Spirit. It wasn't until Christ came, and really until he ascended back to the Father, and the Holy Spirit came. He came as the down payment and the deposit, the earnest money deposit on our salvation. Do you have the Holy Spirit if you're a believer in Jesus Christ? Well, you better have the Holy Spirit. That's the down payment on your salvation. It's not somebody or something you get later in your experience with God. Well, that's the first thing you get. That's Romans chapter 8 and uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 1. But this, this mystery that we didn't completely understand in the Old Testament is that God wanted to live in you. He wasn't satisfied with the relationship of just being with you in that level of intimacy. No, he came to live in us and to permanently indwell us in the person of the Holy Spirit. Secondly, it has to do with the fulfillment of God's promise to restore all things. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. 
Now, hope in the Bible is not wishful thinking. It's the confident expectation that God will do what he says he will do. And part of what he says he will do is to restore all things, to restore us to the full luster of the image of God in us, to restore the order in creation, all of which was disrupted at the fall, all of which was disrupted by sin. And he has promised in Christ to, to restore uh, all of that. Uh, thirdly, it has to do with the future resurrection to eternal life. And that's part of the promise of God. By the way, one, again, one of the great mysteries of life is what happens after death. I've stood by the grave of countless people, believers and unbelievers alike, who have gone into the grave. It's always a sobering moment. For the believer, we grieve as those uh, who, not as those who have no hope, but it is a moment where you, you cling to the promises of God about a future resurrection. Now, the Bible teaches that everybody who dies will face a resurrection in the future, some to eternal life, some will rise and stand before uh, the God of this universe and the judge of this universe on the day of judgment and will rise to eternal death. But everybody who goes into the grave is told that. Romans 8 and verse 11 says, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. That's a lot of theology. That's the theology of the, the resurrection. That there's a future resurrection to life for the believer in Jesus Christ, but it's part of the mystery of Christ in you. Uh, number four, it has to do with our future heavenly inheritance. Christ in you, listen to this, the hope of glory makes us think that this hope and this mystery has something to do with heaven, with our future glory in Christ, the inheritance that is ours in Christ. The Bible teaches that we are not only sons and, yes, daughters of God, but sons of God in Jesus Christ, but we are also joint heirs. We get a part of his inheritance. Somebody ought to get excited. I, I don't know what kind of inheritance you're leaving for your children and your grandchildren. I don't know what kind of inheritance was left for you, but it pales in comparison in the, the inheritance that is ours, awaiting for us in glory. You see, the Holy Spirit was the down payment on your salvation. There's much more to come. Peter says it this way in 1 Peter 1, verses 3 and 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Then he goes on to say, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. There's an inheritance waiting for us. It's part of the mystery of Christ in you. And then finally, the wisdom of Christ. This takes us to chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Paul's taking a direct shot at those so-called self-appointed spiritual elitists who had crept into the church at Colossae. 
These people who said, oh, it's just, it's just the, the elite people who, who achieve this status of spiritual wisdom and knowledge. And Paul says, no, the mystery of Christ in you is that you got all the wisdom inside of you you need because Christ is living inside of you. Wisdom is the ability to skillfully apply the truth and the knowledge that you have from Scripture. All of that, the mystery of Christ in you solved. Now, if we just left it there, it would sound like a high and mighty sort of ivory tower theological uh, discussion. But I love how Paul, through this text, weaves the theology and the orthodoxy into um, uh, practice and living it out. So we've got to take this mystery of Christ in you from solving the mystery and defining the mystery to applying the mystery. And as I read the text, I find four ways that the Apostle Paul applies the mystery of Christ in you and in me and how he lives it out himself. How the mystery of Christ in you impacts your daily life. Four ways. First, it impacts the way you suffer. Yeah, the way you suffer. Go back to verse 24, and Paul begins this entire section here, this entire part of his letter to the Colossians by saying this, Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake and in my flesh. I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is, the church. Keep in mind, this is one of four prison epistles that Paul wrote while he was in his first imprisonment, a house arrest in Rome. And, and he says some words that got to make you scratch your head a little bit. He says, now, now I, I rejoice in my sufferings. First of all, anybody suffering here today? I, maybe you are, but I mean, come on. Generally speaking, in Western Christianity, we live a pretty comfy life relative to the rest of the world and relative to our brothers and sisters in Christ around the world. Thanks so much for being here today for Dr. Ron Jones' message, The Mystery of Christ in You. Stop by somethinggoodradio.org to hear any of Ron's messages on demand. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Hello, friend. I'm Ron Jones of Something Good Radio. If you've been with us for a while, if you're a regular listener and God is using this broadcast in your life, I want to speak directly to you. When you first tuned in or streamed Something Good, did you know that other people paid to air that program? We call them our ministry partners. They have people just like you in mind when they donate monthly to Something Good, which is a 100% listener-supported ministry. Now that you're a regular listener, will you do the same? Will you help us share something good with someone else? We created the 828 Club for people who choose to partner with this ministry through prayer and monthly financial support. It's based on Romans 8.28, which in the message says, every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. I'm asking you to prayerfully consider joining the 828 Club today by giving $28 or more per month to share something good with someone else. And when you do, we'll send you some resources to help you grow in your relationship with God. It's our way of saying thanks for your partnership in this gospel ministry. So please join the 828 Club today. Here's Brian with all the details. Remember, when you partner with us, we'll send you a free copy of Ron Jones' full-length book, Mysteries of the Afterlife, exploring its amazing secrets. 
To join the A28 Club today, visit our new and improved website, somethinggoodradio.org, and use the Partners tab at the top of the homepage. That's somethinggoodradio.org, or call 757-276-1099. One of the most difficult transitions for a believer in Jesus Christ to make is from an ownership worldview to a stewardship worldview. From a worldview that says, what's mine is mine and I'm going to keep it. Get your dirty paws off of my stuff. From a worldview that says, uh, I make all I can, I can all I get, and I sit on the lid. To a stewardship worldview that says, what's mine is God's, and I'm going to share it. Starting with my very life. To a stewardship worldview that says, I make all I can, I save all I can, but I give all I can. That's next time when Dr. Ron Jones shares part two of his message, The Mystery of Christ in You. Join us then for Something Good for Ron and the entire team here at Something Good Radio. I'm Brian Davis saying God bless and thanks for listening.